0: Hi, listeners. The clip you're about to hear is a snippet from our latest Fan Service bonus episode, available on our Patreon.
1: As a Patreon member, you'll get access to all episodes of Fan
0: Service, plus get to choose what we talk about each month. So enjoy this preview, and if you'd like to hear the full thing, find us on patreon.com subtextualpod. All right, we hope you'll enjoy this preview of Fan Service <music>
1: obsessed with sports now. If all sports were this gay, I would
0: like sports more.
1: I mean, I think sports are that gay and I like them in equality to how gay they are. Gymnastics, number one sport. Uh, Soccer, number two sport. Softball, football, NFL. NFL, we have to talk about the
0: NFL and fan service one day. Oh yeah, because football season's starting up again. We got tickets i've got so many hot boys like hugging each other in front of me
1: i know they're all celebrating and dancing their little touchdown dances and showing off their abs poker's gay too with all the gazing (gasps) if they're gazing across (laughs) the table not saying what they're really
0: feeling exactly that's like a love dance yeah
1: but we know how gay baseball is thanks to league of their own Mm -hmm. and after doing the movie with Gerald a few weeks ago, I'm like so fucking glad I saved this Amazon series to watch. Yeah, when I did the
0: movie. I saw the series before I watched the movie. I did it in reverse, but I still enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. You did like the opposite. Mm-hmm. So
1: like with the movie and comparing it to the TV show, like I mean it's like apples to oranges. But were there any things for you personally that you thought were improved or that you missed in the adaptation?
0: No, I think they did a really good job. All the things that worked well for the movie they extrapolated on in the series. And the things that didn't do well they kind of didn't focus too much on in the series. Like the Dugan character who is in this one – who's the guy? Nick Offerman. Yeah, yeah. Nick Offerman. They let him kind of go the first episode. He kind of doesn't keep popping back in. Yeah. Um, It's like they
1: knew we had to have a man at some point on the team to coach (laughs) in order to like fulfill the historical accuracy. Yeah. But then they're like, just get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Two episodes in, just
0: bye. Yeah. It's like Abby Jacobson apparently is like a humongous fan and knows like everything about the movie. And you could really tell in the way the series is produced. Yeah. Did did you miss anything from the The movie in the series? No, I appreciated that they didn't try to redo
1: and you know they nodded and had some Easter eggs to a couple of moments, like the bare-handed catch that Max Mm -hmm. does later in the series. You know, those are like little nods to what the movie did, but I think the best way to do an adaptation or a second part of an already created universe is to expand the universe. Mm -hmm. And I think they did that. Like they filled in the gaps that we didn't get to have with the movie by making
0: everyone gay. Everyone is gay. Oh, it's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, the the camaraderie. I, I thought the cast was so good, and I could see how they like you know had the the May and the Rosie O'Donnell's character version mm-hmm. in in the series, but you know each had their own struggle and were totally different as well.
0: Yeah, it's nice that they kept they kept the kind of like shapes of the characters. I mean, shape meaning like Carson is married. That's kind of like you know Dottie's character right. in the original, but you know it it sets them and then it deviates from them. In a way that feels really fresh and everyone is gay. Yeah, I remember watching it and being like, we'll get a few gay characters and that'll be enough for me. And then, nope, every single one.
1: Like everyone, even the chaperone, when she like comes out to... Was it Carson or Lupe? One of them. It's Jess. It's Jess. Oh, my mm-hmm. gay. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Oh, I'm my gay. Jess <laughs> for Oh, my gay. Oh, my gay.
1: <laughs> oh, my gay. <laughs> no, but when even – I was like, even her. Mm-hmm. I just love that because it makes sense how she is so protective of the girls. And the chaperone character could be written as like, oh, she's trying to like – tamper them down she's trying to regulate them but she gives just her money back from the fine she gets from wearing pants uh, and then she says we've got to protect our own literally crying literally crying this okay i say this a lot on the podcast like oh it made me cry Blah blah. blah. i was sobbing <laughs> in the scene where joe makes it to the home plate in the final mm-hmm. game. Sobbing my dude. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that in a while and yeah. it just hit me so hard and I don't really know why. Like maybe because I know it's over. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, you knew you knew about the sad sad news about the second season before you started. <sighs> yeah. So that I watched it thinking like there's going to be plenty of this. Could you imagine? There should yeah. be more of this. Yeah.
1: I'm actually really upset. And you're right, maybe I was grieving the fact that these characters were going away. Yeah. Um Yeah, actually, I would like to talk about the announcements um, a little bit because maybe the readers, uh, maybe the listeners don't know. But basically, so the first season of the series came out in August of 2022, so exactly a year ago, Mm -hmm. and it had eight hour long episodes. It's hard to tell what the critic review stance was. Like, it was very polarizing, obviously, as our lesbians. Like, <laughs> some people shit talked the hell out of this, and most of those were, like, really conservative white dudes, really racist and homophobic people and media outlets. But for the most part, like, this had a very strong fan base built instantly. I mean, I'm talking fan art, fan fiction, mm-hmm. letters, Halloween costumes. Like, how many peaches did I see at fucking Halloween last year?
0: Tons. They were in every pride parade, all of the principal cast, they were everywhere. You could not, like, escape it as a gay person.
1: Yeah, the queer community and all the allies really united around this work and knew how special and cool it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's perfect, a perfect work. I would... Actually, like to talk about something I really didn't enjoy later on in this episode. But for the most part, like it had a very strong fan base. So after this initial season was released, uh, soon after that, I think in like March of this year, Amazon announced that they wouldn't be continuing the second season with a full run. It would be four episodes and that would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a really big online campaign called hashtag more than four of mm-hmm. people, viewers rallying behind that and basically fighting back and being like, no, we deserve more. We want more. We actually like this, um, which I think is really beautiful and doesn't happen with many shows. I've actually never heard of that happening before, like an audience being like demanding of more episodes.
0: Yeah, it definitely speaks to the level of like how underserved the queer community is. It's yes. Like, we all like this. The show has very high ratings. People are subscribing to this service just for the show. Yes. What more can we do? To show you that it's profitable.
1: 100%. And then about two weeks ago, Amazon dropped a press release on a Friday being like, oh, actually, because of the writer's strike, we're nixing season two altogether and there will be zero more episodes of the Leave Their Own series. (laughs)